ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spirit and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Spears. How y'all feel out there? Ben Butler here. Good evening. Bartholomew Carrington III. Ten dollars a lot of money. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Bug Space. Kick it. And that's how I get outside. I woke up this morning, got myself a gun. Womp, womp, womp. Oh boy, Andy, 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 Andy. You know, this was my heart, right? Yep. This was my baby. This was my nine months pregnancy about to give birth to my child. And out comes a creature. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Well, and before I dive in, let me just get you off the top. Because I like what you said when I called you and I said, hey, man, today's the day full of excitement. Like it's fucking Christmas morning. About to open the gifts. You said, yo, I'm going to get a pizza. And me and my girl can get some wine. And we're going to watch it. And I thought, what a cool, sexy way to watch the fucking Soprano movie. A fucking pizza and some wine. I was excited for you because I had nobody to watch it with. And I watched it by myself, which was okay because it was what it was. Saints in Newark. Or the Saints in Newark. But... Let me just say first, I had a bunch of people hit me up on Instagram. I can't wait for you and Andy to talk about this. And I didn't want people to give it away. And I thought, you know, there might be a couple people who could say how good it was or how bad it was. But I'll ignore that because that's given. You're going to get some goods and bads. Was I expecting predominantly great? A little bit. Was I expecting as many thumbs down as I got? Then I went, oh, shit. But still, let me judge for myself. But before I dive in, you tell me what you thought. No, I mean, I'm going to let you really get it because this is your thing. I mean, this is the Sopranos, you know, that's yours. But uh, dude, I, 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 I thought it could have been better. I'll put it that way. I thought it could have been better, but I know what they're doing. That's one of my notes. And I hope that based on how much of a letdown this was, that what they're doing is going to make up for it. But because I'm, if this is one and done, then goddamn. Well, it could be one and done because of how they did it. Uh, there's a couple things that I would have liked them to have done differently. And I'll start there. One, uh, I saw you, you've seen it once, right? Yes. I went back and saw it a second time. And here's why. I, and, 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 and not to cut you off, but and that's what's telling to me about why I'm disappointed. I don't have to see this again. Yeah, well, I had to because, and this is why, I spent a lot of time on the first episode trying to see and figure out who was who and what was going on and, you know, who, which, which one was which, you know, 
Uh, cause that's what I, I played a game basically like, Oh, as soon as I saw characters come on, is that who this one? Is that this one? And then, you know, you'd find out who were, and, and I think a lot of the movie, I wasted my time trying to figure out who was who and how they played them. I and I was, I was judging the character, uh, versus the, uh, the, the, the Sopranos character, you know, when they're older. And right. so I, I spent a lot of time wasting on that. So I wanted to see it again. Because I wanted to see if that caused any, uh, uh, you know, if, if that if that affected how I saw the movie, and I watched it again. And honestly, the storyline, the way it dragged, it didn't really affect the movie that much. I would have liked though them to have done something kind of cool, like they did in The Irishman, where in The Irishman, every time they showed you a new character, a new face, they they stopped it for a second and they put the name of who it was and and who they were just so that it gave you that boom and then you would move on just because I thought it wasted a lot of my time and it would have been cool like any of the characters because there's a few characters in there that uh, it would have been nice because they were uh, uh, satellite characters throughout the series that it would have been nice to know who they were um, because you might not have recognized the name or knew right, right away who it was. That's all. That, that was the only reason I went and watched it again. I knew who everybody was immediately. One, because they pretty much said it. Yeah, they Every say time they, they showed one of the characters, they called them by their name. Right. Like in the, when the very first moment uh, with when they're having that celebration, uh, when, when Tony's dad is having the celebration, and that's when we see for the first time Paulie, Pussy, and Silvio. Yeah. And at one point, when they referenced them over to the table, they said... Silvio, pussy, right? Paulie. No, I know you get that. You get that, but you know you're you're looking, and then now you're judging. Is that a good Silvio? Is that a good Polly? Well, let me tell you this. I think one of the brightest spots of the movie, whoever played Silvio, deserves an Oscar. Yeah, they did a great job. I don't know they that motherfucker an Oscar. had the mouth. He had the facial expressions, even when he wasn't talking. Like when you watch The Sopranos and and Tony or whoever's talking to Silvio and Silvio's got that mug, dude's face um, was 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 his face. I mean, he had the face, the sound, the tone. I John, thought he was fucking phenomenal. It's John. I didn't. Mag think, I, didn't John Magaro, I think it's Magaro. Magaro. Uh -huh. Magaro. I think is his name. John Magaro. Right. Yeah. Um, Dude, his walk. Yeah. When he's walking to the door. Yeah, uh, to go see uh, to to go see Tony, you know he's banging outside the door, and you see him walk over there. The way he held his he hands, he had Silvio yeah. down. Yeah, he did. He really did. And and I would have loved for them to have given Pussy and Paulie more to work with. Yeah, that would have been nice as well. I also thought that uh, Livia Soprano, uh, that she was good. She really knocked that character <laughs> out, and un and, and kind of unsung in a way that she'll never get any credit for this because uh, it's not that important to be really honest. But Janice as the young Janice, I thought that I didn't was, get, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get that. That was Janice. I got the the look they picked a per, they picked the perfect looking. I thought that was Janice as a young girl, like someone you might've seen that was semi attractive that became the Janice that she became later. I thought they hit that one on the head. The, the, the lady who plays the mother, yeah. I mean, everything from the, oh, poor you, to yeah. when the social worker said he's smart. And she, <clears throat> like all that shit that the mother was portrayed in in the series, yeah. she captured all she of it. She got all of it. 
She got all the uh, John uh, uh, Johnny Soprano. John uh, no uh, no not Johnny uh, uh, Junior Soprano. Corey Stahl Stahl. Great. He did it, and he that is not who he is. Like if you see him, he's always like a yes. tougher guy. Yes. And so him knocking that out was amazing to me that he got it. Now he doesn't play him as kitschy as Junior is in the series, but he was a younger man coming up. I, I got it. I got the character. Right. You know, before I get to the, the main fucking character, uh, we never really, I mean, we saw who Johnny Soprano was in the series and there wasn't enough to me to hold the actor who's a great actor who's right. playing him in the movie to whether or not that took me in or out of it based on the two different performances. And of course, we never saw who uh, 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 Chris Maltesanti's dad was, Dickie, until now. Right. So again, we don't have anything to base that off of other than what we're seeing. And I thought he did a good job. No, he really did do a good job. Like the acting was good. I, I The storyline is kind of confusing. I, I really wasn't. I mean, let, 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 let's just get to this part. Did you think the storyline was good? Did you think the tie-in with the black, the, 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 this seems like it, we're doing something for today that we put in, we had to have a black cast in it. We had to have uh, this I thought that was great. I thought it was great too, but did it make sense? Did it make sense in everything that it was, or did they develop that enough? Because that's undeveloped to me. I, that's the key to me. Because I'm going to tell you, here's what worried me. The movie's two hours long. Yeah. I'm 42 minutes in. I, I stopped and I looked purposely at the timer. And I went, damn, yo, I'm 42 minutes into a mob movie. And I'm not blown away yet. This is slowly about to take second place with worst mob movie ever made next to the Irishman. Because I'm going again. When you got the Irishman, which is the dream team of performers, Pacino, De Niro, Pesci, even throw in a Harvey Keitel. We talking about Jordan, Magic, Bird, and you know, whoever the, maybe you could say Barkley, the fourth best player on the team was. And for that movie to come up as short as it did, and it's a mob movie, is why I say The Irishman to me is one of the worst mob movies ever made. This right here, given the history, given the series, given the weight and the gravity of James Gandolfini and all the performances, I'm like, I'm 42 minutes into this bitch and I'm not hooked yet. And then when they finally, I think the second half of the movie, the second hour, maybe the last 45 minutes is when it started to get like, okay, but by that time it was over. And to your point, as far as I'm concerned, yo, the black angle, that should have been played way more. I thought it was going to be a little bit of the guineas versus the niggas based on that timeline, based on. Maybe that would be the meat of what we could see the Soprano characters, Pussy, Paulie, Silvio, and that whole angle of the, of, 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 the, of the Saints of Newark, which was the black guys. And I remember one dude hit me up on Instagram, and he said, uh, yo, I thought it was fire, the way they tied in Frank Lucas. And I went, tied in? Nigga, he was mentioned. He was, it was like a cameo appearance. There was no tie-in. That would have been interesting if they went, yo, maybe there's a way we could tie in Frank Lucas to the fucking Sopranos and explore that. 
Why didn't they explore that storyline more? Well, that was like a blip. Well, and, and unless you understand the time period, you know, you don't know that's the Newark riots, what was happening in Newark at the time. You don't. Uh, th- I didn't really know that. that. That's all happened. That happened. That was real. So they could have tied it in. They could have brought some reality in. They could have shown some more. They could have. They didn't develop the. Ca- so here's my thing. They really didn't develop any character. The only character that they kind of developed was Tony in the way that you saw who Tony was and then you saw who his influences were and then you kind of understood, you know, this neck, this teenager and what he's about, what's about to happen to him. That's the only person that they really developed. Otherwise, we don't know any. I, I would have liked to have known how Paulie became this. Paulie doesn't connect in this with the Paulie. At we all. Know. So at all. I, I don't know. I, I That's what I'm missing. Uh like I said, the only I don't think person, any of them did. No, I, I, I don't think Paulie did. I don't think uh, Pussy did. No, the only pussy one did. that was Pussy, the only one to me, and that's only because he had more meat on his bone, was Silvio. That's because, that's because, uh, who plays Silvio in real? Who's the real guy? What's his name from? Uh, oh, Steven Van Zandt. Zandt. Yeah. Dude, that's because he gave him something to work with. I mean, Paulie doesn't, Paulie has something to work with as an <gasps> older man, but you don't really have, but there's still more to Paulie that, 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 he it, it, it didn't get captured in this, and I don't know how they got to it. Uh, uh, Artie Bucco, I didn't even know that was him, even though they said his name because it was like it was such a, a flyby part. He's there, but what is his purpose? I, I didn't even notice that they brought Artie out. That's see, you, you're missing people. I told you they should have stopped it and put people in because it was all these characters and they weren't connecting. Wow. So, uh, and there's another character that you're missing and that I want to ask you. He's the one at the beginning and I'm trying to remember his name so that I can ask you this question. The the guy who was like the head of Jersey when, uh, who got cancer in the very first, in the first season. Oh, Jackie April. Yeah. And Jackie's in there. I didn't notice that. Because they didn't make those connections. So that's oh. why I'm saying like the Irishmen where they stopped and they would, you know, it's a Jackie. Eventual mob boss, Tony's, uh, you know, Tony's boss, at the, you know, died of cancer, whatever, something to bring us in right. to the series. That's what's missing to me. Something to connect all these characters in a way that I'm like, now I'm, I, I'm hooked. I got who he is. All right. Does this, but, but they didn't connect them. They didn't connect him. And I don't think other than, like you said, other than Silvio, I don't think they, they, they got him. Tony did, but you see a very, you see a very distant, Tony that's going to become that guy. I think that this again is just, they, they gave us origins and now the next series. And I, I, I hate to use this as star Trek, but star Trek is the only thing that I can, that comes to mind is because it was a movie. I mean, it was a TV series and then it became a movie and then they kind of connected the characters that way. This is kind of the same thing to me. So are they setting us up so we can have three or four of these? Uh, uh, well, 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 you know what, then they better because if this is a one and done, this was a disappointment. Yeah, because we didn't get anywhere. All we saw is that Tony's Tony was attracted to someone who's actually very psychotic. We know that we know that uh, Dickie's psychotic. He killed his dad. He kills his girlfriend. He he's a killer. And this is the guy that Tony looked up to. That's the only thing that we really got out of this is that he looked up right. and he's a good kid, and he has abilities that if he would have been. If someone would have shown him a different way, possibly, he might have gone in a different direction. That's that's what we got from this. Let me ask you something, because this threw me to fuck off, and you tell me if I'm crazy. 
So apparently, Paulie, Silvio, Pussy, they're older than Tony in this movie. Yeah, they were older. I always got the sense that when in the series, they were all almost the same age. No, because I only, I only knew that Paulie was older because in the one episode where Tony and Paulie are driving down to Florida to deal with a situation about some potential heat on them, they just they had that scene in the restaurant where uh, uh, Tony shows Paulie the picture of him flexing his bicep and his hair is jet black, and and Paulie would often say, you know, when you were a kid. When me and your dad, when you were a kid. So I went, oh, okay. But I always thought Pussy, Silvio, Tony, all around the same age. No. See, there's there's a, there's some other scenes in Sopranos where Junior uh, is actually talking about how he was passed over for Tony. And that's one of Junior's things that pisses him off. Junior, by the way, the storyline with Junior is the other story that actually gets developed. Now I know who Junior is and why he's... And the fact that he had Dickie killed, that was to me. Mm. When he said uh, to Junior on the phone, it's done. Yeah. I didn't know that. He, I was like, yo, he had Junior, he had uh, uh, Dickie killed. Yeah. But I thought it was the cop that had him killed. The cop that killed him. Remember in the series when Tony says to, to, to Christopher, the guy in the restaurant, the cop that's retiring, his retirement par- party. That's who killed your dad. Yeah, but it still could have been the cop. We don't know. We didn't see the guy. We, we don't know what the guy did that came over and shot him. He's just there behind him. He just shot, shot him. But I know. But Junior was behind it. Junior had to be the one behind it because that's what the call is after that's done. And you're thinking that it's the uh, it's either the, 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 the black gangster dude that wants to set up his own thing because he's already talked to uh, Frank Lucas about, you know, having to deal with these uh, with, with these Italians. That's who I thought it was. And then the phone call and you see Junior walk across the street and you know Junior's mad because uh, Dickie was laughing at him. Dickie. So the <laughs> it does, it, it gives you a whole different look of, of, of why Tony was always right about Junior when in The Sopranos. Mm. So to me, that's, to me, that's a good, that's a story that means something right there. <clears throat> the Tony story means something. Where is everybody else's connection? Uh, pussy doesn't mean anything in this in this at all. Not at all. And 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 I and I think that uh, what's uh, what's what's the comedian? Uh, jo, jo, uh, what, what, what's the comedian the, the uh, that's in it? Oh, Joey Diaz. Yeah, sorry, I can't remember Diaz's last name. Joey, I thought did a great job, but it, what part was that? I, I was wondering what his role was. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't do it. I mean, someone else out there that's listening to this, maybe they, maybe I missed something. The connection further in this to the Sopranos line. I just thought. I mean, I would have liked to seen him have a real part that he could have dug into a different character. But I mean, he does a great job. I mean, it's for what he had. And but 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 that moment, and that's what I'm talking about. That moment where they shoot him, the black guys come and shoot him, and then they have the shootout in the streets. That's when I felt like, okay, this is picking up now. Yeah. And then before you know it. It's over. Yeah. And I'm going, this black angle, this should have been it. It could have been really strong. This this should have been maybe the through line of what this was about. And then while we go and figure out what that's about, we're learning about everybody's position, everybody's role, everybody's growth. That could be the next part of the series, though. I'm telling you, man. Because that makes sense. Because now they're everybody's trying to divide up territories, redivide the territories up again. That would make sense if they did it this way. But let me ask you this question. Cause I got a, I got a white guy question for you out of this. I grew up in Arizona. 
I never heard the term shine before shines. Dude, first time I heard it was Sopranos. When when uh, Tony, Bobby Bacala, and Christopher are all in Tony's stadium room, and uh, to- Christopher's fucking the girl that Tony rejected, but then wanted to fuck later. I think her name is Margulies, Jillian Margulies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and and uh, Christopher can't admit that he's fucking the girl that Tony wants to fuck because that'll make Tony mad. So so Christopher pretends when Tony goes, "How come no, you never brought her around?" He goes, well, to be honest, she's black. Oh, you're fucking a shine. So that was the first time I heard shine. Well, and I'm hearing this, you know, I heard it in Sopranos before, but the way that they said it in this one, I was like, it's that just, I mean, obviously it's meant to be disparaging, but is it, it it's, that's like the nicest disparaging side. <laughs> but I, I'm wondering what's the, what's the origin behind the saying? Well, is I started- it a shine like we're patent leather. We wear too much lotion and grease. Dude, I look shiny. I started to look them up last night and I got to tell you, I don't want to go into it because when I see you on the road, I'm going to show you all this, uh, this, the, the worldwide, the, the, the racist Italian jargon, all the racist Italian words for the whole world. And it's very funny how many, like everybody has different names from Jews to whites to, to, uh, right. to black to every, to, I, 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 I we got we got to do an episode just on again, these. dude. I'm telling you, the Italians, like niggas, are some of the most colorful motherfuckers. Racially, the Italians are the most soulful. That's why they're closer to blacks than any other white race group. Because them motherfuckers like us, like I said, leather jackets, big nose, gold chains, and Cadillacs. We the same motherfuckers. Um, what do you think of Ray Liotta? Well. At first, I didn't like him at all because uh, I, I didn't get that he was a twin. I didn't either because what threw me was when Dickie kills him, I'm going, wait a minute, that don't make sense because they later show Ray Liotta in jail. Right. So how the fuck is he dead but now in jail? Yeah. Is this some weird twist of callback time reference? But then, yeah, it was like, oh, he's playing a twin. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> and I, I don't know. I think that that's going to be kind of interesting as well. Uh, if, if we get to the next one, uh, but yeah, I thought he did all right. But you know, again, for you, this has to suck because when you see Ray Liotta in a gangster movie, you want Goodfellas Ray Liotta. I want badass Ray Liotta. Yeah, but you're looking for that kind of character. Yes, and you're not getting it in this. No, because so one, he's in jail. Yeah, and two, the other dude, you know, was killed by his own fucking son. But that's so pivotal that he kills him. And then he's trying to do a good deeds. And he said, I'm trying to do good deeds. I mean, again, very Tony-esque in his, like, I want to be a good guy, but I'm a mobster. Right. And that's very Tony-esque as we get into the Sopranos and the relationship between those two. Uh, I don't want to perpetuate the stereotype that black men, you know, because there's the stereotype that we cheat on our women and we're abusive. Uh, All men of race cheat on their women. Who does it more than other? I don't have stats on that. All men of all races can be abusive. I don't have the stats on that either. However, it just feels like Italians and black men, I'll even say some Hispanic men, don't take no shit. And when he kicked his wife down the steps, I'm like, them old school Italian niggas don't play. That was his guma, not his wife. His guma, even. Okay, okay, me, guma. 
Wives don't get it, but the gumas can get their asses whooped. And wives can get it too in, the, in, in in these movies. I don't know about real life. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, but that was also we got to take it that that's nineteen seventy, early seventies. It should sixties is when this was late sixties, early seventies is this time period. Things were. I mean, not. I'm not defending anything. God, you know what? This is so. This sucks so bad that I have to say this. I'm not defending anything. <laughs> Talking about a fucking movie, and I have to like put my balls but. out and caress them on a table so that no one wants to chop them off. But yeah, but that was that you know, people look the other way a lot more than they do now. On That's something right, like that. And that joke that I was doing when I do the two Italian dudes talking, Charlie and Richie. When I say that one part, which I you know again, I we all know me. I'm a little vain. But I really thought that was a genius line when I said, you know, uh, you get in a fight with your wife, your raccoon in the face, we're just working shit out. Right, it was a fucking marriage. Like, like in, in their minds, old school, it's none of your business what me and my wife do if she get a black guy or I knock a tooth loose. We're married. Like you said, look the other way. We're working it out. Listen, one of the craziest scenes in the fucking Godfather, when they had that moment where all the kids are sitting around the table. Michael Vito, Sonny Corleone, uh, forget what the uh, t- fuck, Adrian. What's her real name? Uh, Tyler Shower. Ty- no, Ty- no, no. Tyler Shear. Tyler Shear. She's. I forget what her role was. She, she's the sister, Connie. Yeah, C- Connie uh, Corleone, and the abusive boyfriend right. at one point tells her to shut up. And Sonny, being the protective brother that he is, goes, don't you ever tell her to shut up. But the mother goes, Santino, don't interfere. Like, that's your fucking daughter. Right. Being told to shut up by a man. His her brother is doing what he's supposed to do, but the mother comes from the old school. Unless that's your wife, you don't interfere. That's crazy. But yeah. So yeah, th- there's that in there. <laughs> there's that part of the right. storyline. Um... No one else thought you didn't think it was strange that Dickie's father is now dead and he's with his son's wife. Yeah, I mean that's really strange. I wouldn't. No think one they, questioned that. That because it was, uh, you know, the way that it would be that he she came to this country. The dad died because they don't think that he had anything to do with it, and she needs someone to take care of him. And she was young enough, and it, it fit the bill. So it wasn't like he was marrying her. It was just his, it was his, it was his guma. Right. So I could see how that could, but it, it still was weird. It was, that was weird. Hey, where is, uh, there's no Hesh. Is there Hesh? Was there Hesh in this? Did you see a Hesh? He was mentioned, but no. Okay. He was mentioned. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so this movie is about halfway over and they've hardly shown Tony. And I'm thinking, I mean, of course, you know, Dickie's all throughout. Is this movie really about Tony or about Dickie? I, I, it's about how it's exploring how Tony becomes Tony Soprano. But without Dickie, there's no Tony Soprano is basically what the movie is. Right. Because, you know, Tony loses his dad, is going to lose his dad here. And, and um, Dickie is the Dickie, was, you know, Dickie was the probably the, the dominant male figure in his life. His dad's in jail. Um, and then Tony has to grow up with what he learned from really from Dickie. Dickie was the one that was around him. Dickie took more time with him. Dickie, you know, 
had more of an influence on him. But Dickie, again, like I said, like Tony, like you said, he he was mad at his dad because he was he 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 kicked her down the stairs, and he said, "I saw you do that with mom. You're not going to do that with her." Plus, he wanted her, but he did want her. But Tony, but but Dickie is actually. <clears throat> It, it, it's it's the uh, there's a word that I'm looking for, but it's it's the idea that you could be a good guy and still be a someone who could kill somebody, which that doesn't make sense in 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 this. You know, you're you're a good guy, but you can kill people for right. for, for business, not not war, not 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 to protect your house. This is business. I can kill someone for business, but I'm a good guy, and and that's what Dickie was fighting. The same thing that Tony fights later and, and ends up going to therapy for. But I did love this. What I also, there's another scene that bothers me that I want to talk about before because it's earlier. You know, Tony talks about his mom beating down his dad, beating his dad mm-hmm. down. I didn't really, that's the only thing that was missing. I mean, he comes from jail. The dad still, she, it was a little bit of a, I, I saw the crying and the part, but did she really beat him down? The scene where he, he puts, when she won't stop talking, he, he puts the gun above her, on her hair. The, the beehive. Yeah. And, Shoots and the beehive. beehive. I didn't get the feeling that that and you know, not that Tony was there to see that, but I didn't get the feeling that she was beating him down the way that Tony made it, made her sound in the Sopranos. Right. That, that was, yeah, you, you didn't, you didn't get that at all in this. So that that's missing to me too, where, where like I, I that that's, that's something that I think is missing. <clears throat> Here's something else that I thought was missing. You know, remember later on in the episodes, I think it was like, you know, season five, um, or season six, towards the end of The Sopranos, when Christopher <clears throat> is obviously well out of rehab and he's a cleaned up guy and he's sitting there on a barbecue grill drinking a non-alcoholic beer and Tony comes over and they have a couple of words, but he basically ends the scene in talking about his father, Dickie, and he goes, come on, Tony, let's just be honest. My, your hero, my dad, was nothing more than a junkie. Where was that in this? That yeah. Where, where was where was any storyline having to do with him being a drug addict? That was totally that, that's a major component. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. Don't, y'all don't show that at all? They show him drinking. That's it. That's all you saw him was drink, unnecessarily drinking during the day. That's the only thing that you saw. But he said junkie like yeah. him. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's definitely <clears throat> missing. That's definitely either missing or then you don't know, you know, because Christopher is so young, you don't know what was told to him by other people. Right. Okay. I'm saving the best meat for last. Uh, but before I get to that, let's go through this chunk. Dude, I knew it. The moment they fucking showed where Harold, the black dude, who incidentally, who did he play? He played Otis Redding in that movie, The, the One Night in Miami. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali. He was Otis Redding. But he came in to talk to Dickie, and they're all there. Paulie, Silvio, the gang's all there. It's Leslie and Odom. One, is his name. Leslie Odom. Odom. And at one point, when he's done talking to him, Dickie goes back over to his guma and said, hey, don't look at those people. I said, here it comes. I knew she was going to fuck that nigga. And, and then the second time, when they drove up to where they were all shooting dice, and he tells... uh. Harold, hey, man, come talk to me around this side of the car Yeah, when he was on his woman's side. So something was telling me she's going to fuck this nigga. And then when she was getting mad at him because he reneged on the, on, the, on the beauty shop and all that, 
and she fucks him. And I, and I said, I swear to God, women, y'all, y'all have, to the women that listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about it a million times. That is the worst thing. That is a man's kryptonite is when you get a pussy away. And here's what was wild. Who did I just talk to? I talked to somebody about this a little bit. Oh, fucking I told you, Robert Kelly hit me up, Bobby Kelly. Okay. And we were going back and forth, exchanging text messages. And, and he was like, she didn't have to tell him. No, like that- on the beach, she didn't have to tell him that she was fucking Harold. And, and, and I swear to God, before Dickie Montesanti said it, I said it. And then he, he said it right after. I was going to my head, damn, bitch, you not only told him you fucked somebody, but then you fucked the ultimate enemy, a black man. To an Italian, that's a big no-no. And he, then he goes on to say, you fucked that murdering nigga. One, why did she have to tell him? And two, I thought what was crazy was when he was grabbing her and he's walking her towards the deep end of the water, I'm thinking, okay, for dramatic license, he'll, he'll put her under the water, but then he'll let her up. It'll be the most, not that I'm promoting it, but it would be the most gangster shit ever if he really choked this bitch in the water and left her for dead. And he did that. Yeah. Wow. Well, Okay, but there's there's one other piece that's missing in this, and, and I don't know if it's that important. You might say it's not that important to this, but it's also the guy that tried to kill him. He saw him. Wait, 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 wait. The guy that tried to kill him. He knows that he's killing that he's he's the one that's trying to kill him. Harold. Yeah. He knew that. Yeah. I didn't pick that up. Maybe I might have to watch it a second time. He knows that it's Harold. He knows that Harold is trying to take over territory. Oh, I didn't capture that at all. So not only, you know, that 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 is that that's also on there. And then Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Cause when they shoot Joey Diaz, yeah, he's the one that comes out with the shotgun. Yeah, and you right. see him and you see him through the door. And, yes, yes. Okay, and also the other part of it is, and this is what's this is what's kind of uh this is you know, you said when you say Italians and blacks, same. Maybe too much the same because there's there's some keys in there. When Joey Diaz says or he goes, uh, uh, he goes, uh, how much how much black do you, do you have? Well, how much black do you have or near whatever? And then uh, he says, I'm I'm not Sicilian. And then Joey's right. like, Hey, I'm you know I'm Sicilian. So you you understand that there's there's tension in that relationship anyway. But uh, Dickie doesn't have a problem working with Harold. Right. But everybody else has a problem. They're not having a problem because the money's coming in, but no one likes that Dickie's working with Harold. Well, I mean, that's like in The Sopranos when when uh, Tony was working with the Black Reverend. Right. You know, when that scene when they're giving out the Thanksgiving turkeys and they slap hands and in the, and in the Bada Bing strip club, uh, Paulie's telling them about how we eat. You know, we don't eat the turkey first. First, we have the managat. Then there's the lasagna. And then there's the sausage and the peppers. And then the turkey. So... As long as it's business, yeah. But she fucked him. Yeah. And he would, he would, and he just had told everybody that, you know, he, he, I love her. Right. So now he has nowhere to go because his boys are going to fuck him. Damn. He's going to, you know what I mean? That, 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 so this, this is his position. And he's, and he, and he took it out on her. He did. He t- fucking took it all out on her. Right. But that scene is a little weird because, like you said, she didn't have to tell him. And honestly, I know that they wrote whoever wrote that scene 
you see someone who's somewhat opportunistic. She's she is she is you can't deny that she has she's looking for an opportunity for herself. Right. You're going to you're going to why are you going to tell him? You know you Right, can, right, 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 right. Cuz at best everything works out the way that he's saying. You don't win, you don't get anything extra. Right. At worst you find yourself floating in the ocean. <laughs> Um, let me just really quickly, this was the, the, between me and Robert Kelly. He goes, what about Christopher's dad? Guys tries to kill him and he does nothing. Kills his own father for a girl that he winds up killing. And then I wrote, plus they waited way too long to play the blacks versus Italian thing. Uh, this movie ranks up there to me as one of the worst mob movies alongside the Irishman. And then I go, but as far as him killing his own girl, I go, hey, black dick will do that to you. <laughs> so then Kelly goes, Irishman sucked. Robert De Niro's sissy kick in the store owner made me sick to my stomach. Why did she tell him? And I said, because uh, that's women's strongest ammo to tell us what to tell us they gave the pussy away. But then I went, but nothing on the black dick joke because he didn't respond. So he goes, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but you do that when you need to hurt somebody. Don't do that after you just had a great lunch. And he bought you a salon. Plus, the black dick juke was very funny. I said, Bobby, you're thinking like a man. Bitches flipped the whole table over to make a pointless point. Yeah, but again, and this is where I agree with Bobby. You say that, you save that, especially someone who's a little opportunistic. You save that for the moment you need it. That wasn't the moment she needed. To tell him that? You tell him that when you're ready to ruin him. You don't tell him that because you you were in love. That that's that, that's that's not that's not a I love you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I did. Moment. Should it ever be? No, but but if you want to ruin him, if you want to make him mad, if you want to take away his, his, his who he is, then you save it for that. That's what she's. That's the that's the through. That's the storyline. She did it. Mm. I, I can't agree with when they with them putting that in the movie. It didn't make sense. Again, but here, I got one more question about her. Does she remind you of the Italian woman from Italy that Tony falls in, that falls for later in The Sopranos? Is this the woman that he wanted to fuck when he was in Italy and she was the boss? Yeah, and she comes out, yeah, and then she comes out here. She comes to the States, right? Or is she only stay in Italy? She might have stayed in no, Italy. No, she only stays in Italy. The one with the really super curly hair. Yeah, she's clipping her toenails and Tony's yeah, looking yeah. over the balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that woman seemed harder to me. Yeah, but wasn't there a similar, like an Italian, the look, the... I, I, I wish I could remember this actress's name. I think she was in Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. Penelope something. Penelope. She reminds me of her. Oh, Penelope Ann Cruz. Yes. Yeah. She reminded me of Penelope Ann Cruz. She did a little bit to me, but she reminded me of that idea of what the Italian boss that Tony liked later. Um, uh, just, that, just to me, I didn't know if that was something that maybe I just saw or if there was a tie in there, but maybe there's no tie in. All right. Let's get to the meat. Michael Gandolfini. What'd you think? I thought he played the part. He never played Tony Soprano. And I don't think even though he, he was Tony Soprano, but I don't think he was supposed to yet because I don't think 
at that point in this storyline that he's Tony Soprano. He's still, you know, little, little Tony. He's Anthony. He's Anthony. He's Anthony. Um, you know, I said to you, the fact that we didn't see a lot of him in the previews can either be a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes when we don't see a lot of what we think we're supposed to see, that's because they save it for the movie. Right. Which means the performance is explosive. Sometimes when we see too much of what we want to see, that means there's nothing left for the movie. So it could go, it's a mystery. I said to you, and I remember saying to you, I hope the fact that we didn't see a lot of him in the previews was because they were saving his explosiveness for the movie. That's number one. Uh, Number two, I've said millions of times, it is very difficult. The numbers, the, the, the statistics are not in favor of. Most times when siblings have to follow in their parents' footsteps, it is a doomful journey because they cannot live up to it. Rain Pryor, Richard Pryor. We saw his son get booed at the Apollo. Even though Layla Ali was a phenomenal female boxer, come on, man. We know what we really wish we could have saw. Right. Spit from his own cloth. A boy. Never happened. Um... That's not her fault, though, so don't put that on her. I, I know, but I'm just saying. Okay. Um, you know, Michael Jordan's sons, they were good, but they ain't MJ. And I know this is where you'll disagree with me, but John David Washington, I'm not seeing it yet. No, and I, I don't think I'm going to see it with Denzel. Think he's good? S- Scottie Pippen's son. I, have, I didn't even know he even played ball. So that has yet to pan out. Well, I'm still calling him Scottie Pippen's son, so. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought this dude came off weak. I thought he came off whiny. Given who his dad, the persona on the show, I understand he's got to grow into becoming that, but there still should have been some traces of that. And I got none of that. I got none of it. His dad, and and I, when I and I don't just mean James Gandolfini himself. People have to understand. To the younger generation, they don't know the Sopranos. We know it when it came in. That changed the face of HBO. That changed the landscape of television. The Sopranos, the show itself, and that character Tony was iconic to pop culture television. That show was a monster. That character was a monster. I didn't, I didn't sense any of that presence at all. At all. And, and, and that's why even I'm going, you know, when you look at Syl, you look at Paulie, you look at uh, uh, Pussy, Uncle June, everybody's performance, even though the, the, the crew didn't have a lot to work with, you still got the sense, oh, that's Paulie. That's Syl. Fuck Uncle June. Even when Uncle June went back to saying, which made me laugh and smile, he never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Your sister's cunt. He said both those lines in the movie that we've seen in the series. Right. So you knew when he said he, didn't, he never had the makings of a star, you know, varsity athlete. That's where it originated. 
that to bring it back to the movie that far young was brilliant. I got nothing from Michael Gandolfini's performance that this is Tony. Nothing. The only thing that they have that kind of gives you a glimpse, and it's just such a quick glimpse, and it's the scene that they used in the uh, on, on the TV uh, on the, for the preview when he's at the phone booth. What'd you say? That scene. Yeah, that's that's Artie Bucco. And even when he mushed him, when he mushed the dude, it looked weak. Because it was still not, it was Artie, it wasn't, yeah, but you saw the eyes. Oh, wait, 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 that was Artie? That's Artie, that's, and that's Carmella. Oh, I knew it was Carmella because he says, yeah. Carmella, come here. Yeah. But that was Artie? That's Artie. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Because Artie in the show always came off like a pussy. Like he knew he, he would love to be part of that crew. He would love to be a tough guy. But when push came to shove, he was not the guy. He was a restaurant owner and, and a he, chef. He went in a different direction with his wife. Remember, she used to oh. date. Remember in the series, his wife dated. Uh, Charmaine. Yeah, dated uh, Tony. Tony. So Right. They went one way. Tony went the other way. Yeah, but come on, man. Nah, son. Like that that episode in The Sopranos where they're dealing with the uh, Christopher Columbus situation and the statue. I don't know if you remember. They all got riled up. Silvio was leading the operation because he took the most offense to this. Him, Furio, all the guys got in the car. And when they got out and the protest protesters started fighting them, Artie was the first one to run, run back in the car for, for cover. And even the more famous scene and the funnier moment, remember when the fucking French dude had, had took the money from Artie for the, for the Army, Army Act, the, the, whatever the, vo, the vodka was, yeah. and he didn't get his money back. And remember, they show Artie in the mirror practicing his lines to be a tough guy to get his money from the French dude. Yeah. Remember that? And he's going through his lines and all this tough guy movement. But then when he knocks on the door, he goes back to being a pussy. But see, that's where I think the next series is, is where you where you find out what makes Tony, Tony, what makes Artie, Artie, what makes them the people that they're going to become. Dude, they have to. This is the only way this is forgivable. I think they have they have to, because if they leave this where it is, this was such an incomplete job. This is a movie that they should have made three hours. If it's one and done. Yeah, but I would have wished that they made it three hours because I honestly, I say the story dragged, but it was also two hours long. And I didn't realize it was two hours long until after I looked at it. I mean, it there was there was enough that it was going in a direction that they could have done more. But it's again, it's all over the place. We're trying to find out how Tony becomes Tony. We have a whole origin of Dickie and who Dickie is. We know more about Christopher's life than we do about Tony's life at this point. Because we know Christopher from the series. We know who his dad is, so we understand his birth now. Uh, and and we don't get his teenage years. But I think I have a better grip on who Christopher and and the, and how Christopher came about than I do on Tony right now. Because right. There, there was so much other stuff going on. I honestly, the, 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 the black storyline of what's happening in this, I think was wasted on this series, on this origin series of who they are. I think it's I think it's wasted because they don't use it to make it 
You might be right. Because, well, do you think that, okay, so they, they used it the way they used it, which I agree with you was misused. But if this carries over, then it becomes a bigger. Yeah. But okay. they, but they could have used it where they showed the relationship and maybe some tensions in the relationship. But I would have put this in the next uh, the next one because then it would have made more sense. Now we have it's open, but it's it's still undeveloped. I don't know what I, I don't. Like you said, there was a cameo from Frank. This would have been a great tie in. Uh in a bigger series where you got more Frank Lucas, maybe a little bit more, maybe that would have been so interesting. Maybe you get a little bit more uh, of, of Harold. Then you get more of Harold and you would have saw, I, I know the possibility is there for it, but then wh why? And, and this is, this is just where uh, this is going to make me sound like an asshole. Why waste this, that storyline on this story when you can't do either storyline justice. Right. Right. I, dude, I, like I said, of a two-hour movie, and again, we're talking about mob movie. This is man food. They gave us, they were heavy on everything else but the Salisbury steak. Okay, yeah. And that's the main fucking part that you eat is the Salisbury steak, the meat. We are predators. We are dinosaurs. We are Tyrannosaurus rexes. We are not herbivores. Okay, then to your point, then take that black storyline that they're putting into this, the black gangsters, and make and it at least half of the uh, of the two hours. There you go, and then that that way, then you get your gangster movie. Now you have an origin story. You see how everybody worked together. Then it, then it makes sense. I'm telling you, when Harold when they blew Joey Diaz's face off, and they show Harold come out with the shotgun, I went, okay, here we go. Now but, we now we picking it up because you're right because that's the storyline. Where there is retaliation. We didn't see any retaliation though. None. So, and now he's dead. So what do you get out of this storyline? It seems like that storyline is kind of, I don't know. I, I, I'm i just, you know, I, I, there's so many other movies or series. Uh, what's the series everybody tries to get you to watch that's on, uh, uh, there was an HBO series too. You said it was too slow for you to watch. Boardwalk uh, Empire? Yeah. Look at all the tie-ins that they have with real history and and the and the the gangsters back then. Right. Uh, true, it was a series, so they had more time to develop it. But Jesus, this just seems like this seems like me having a conversation trying to tell you the name of people in movies. Dude, I'm telling you, like that's why I'm I'm like when you when you when you talk about great mob movies, the number one the 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 the, the, the fucking the Holy Grail is Goodfellas. Then you can go wherever you want to go. Casino, The Departed, fucking The Godfather 1 and 2. You see, I, I disagree with you and I go straight to Godfather because Godfather, that movie, number one, is an origin story. You learn about everybody and you mm -hmm. get enough so that you can move through that movie and you want more. But you, but you knew everybody that was in that in that show. I knew all these characters, and I didn't get anything out of this show. I got more, like you said, I got Dicky, and I got like the funny, the funniest scene in the movie that people DM me about. I don't know if you agree, was Sylvia with the wig. Yeah, when his hair, you know, when the wig came off, when they drilled the dude in the mouth. That's what we needed. Drilling in the mouth, more of that. More of the shotgun. And then if you and if you do that along with like what you're saying, 
the story, the, the origin, who everybody is, how their characters show themselves. Now we talking man food. Yeah, it's almost like you wanted to see, and this is where we're, we could be completely wrong. We wanted to see, at that time, we wanted to see Michael, uh, James Gandolfini's son, become Tony Soprano in this one. At least, in this one. At least a clue that gave us, okay, it's coming. Badass. I see it. It's coming. We Dark. Didn't, we didn't get any of that. None. He's he th- felt like a pussy to me. He's throwing his JBL speakers out of the window in a tirade. <sighs> Here's one thing, though, that I want to say, though, be, and I and I know we, we almost at our hour, so I want to get to this because I have to go back to the Sopranos for this, the regular Sopranos. More conversation has been coming up about the end of the Sopranos. So we have the beginning, which doesn't seem like everybody likes now. And we have the end, which a lot of people were angry with. And again, <laughs> what, what, what book ends? And again, though, I get here. I keep hearing people saying Tony died. That's why, uh, like, there's the scene where they're talking about you never hear the bullet. And that's why they think that Tony's dead. Listen, if Tony's dead, if Tony died, this the story of The Sopranos was never told through Tony's eyes. We're watching Tony. We're watching Silvio. We're watching Polly. We're watching Christopher. We're watching the whole thing. If you don't hear a bullet and it goes to black, we die. If Tony dies, we hear the bullet. Uh, okay, but before anybody is shot, they hear the shot. No, they say you don't ever hear it coming. You just, everything just goes dark. Mm. We died. The audience was killed. They killed I need, I need, us. I, I need for David Chase to confirm your belief. He won't say it, and he's going to never say it. He's never going to answer. This is my belief. I hear a lot of people say the other thing. David Chase has even said kind of where people taking clues and say that it's Tony that died. But if Tony died, we see Tony die, and they never show. And here's the other thing. Tony is at the, at the table, right? He's at the right. table at, at Holstein's. Here in Jersey, where I, I had my I had an ice cream, I almost went there before we saw the show just to go have the ice cream <laughs> and then go see it. Uh, but you see the uh, the car trying to park parallel park. It's very weird scene. It's trying to park. That's not through Tony's eyes. Tony's not outside. The only way you could see that car parallel parking is if you saw it. Tony's inside. We're the ones that got killed. I don't know why people don't want to like this is I, I it's, don't. It's 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 a great theory. It's a great conversation piece. But that feels too easy. No, because no one's getting this. You don't hear you won't hear it coming and it fades to black. Who got killed? The audience. They're the only ones that are watching. I'll tell you this, if indeed this is step one to the sequel for the Saints of Newark, I will give them this, the ending where Dick Montesante is in the coffin and Tony's standing over him and they do the pinky promise. Right. And you hear that Sopranos music churning up. That made my hair stand up on my arm. So I went, so I went, okay, this will be forgivable. 
if you fucking continue this and you give us the Salisbury steak, nigga. Now, don't forget, Tony was as much as you as much as he wasn't the badass. He he was running the number. He tried to run the numbers game in high school. He always says, I want to do good. I just don't, whatever. I always try to do good. Very, very Dicky like very Tony like. It's there. I mean, everything's there. It's on the table to take it to the next step. You know, in, in, in the series, Tony always made it abundantly clear, especially when he would have his sessions with Dr. Melfi. She would ask, what about AJ? Oh, AJ plays suspicious enough for him. He's not built for this. It was made clear that Tony growing up watching his dad, Johnny Soprano, growing up around Uncle June, influences like Paulie, Silvio, and Pussy, that Tony was cut out for that. Whereas AJ is too sheltered and he's too soft. Based on Michael Gandolfini's performance, I didn't see no difference from him other than AJ. And if, and if, and if, and if a glimpse into that window was supposed to be them stealing the ice cream truck, give me a fucking break. He steals the ice cream truck. And then what does he do with it, though? He gives ice cream to the kids. He wants to be liked. Oh, telling you it's there. Everything's there. Uh, Tony Soprano, uh, obviously, and as, as you and you watch it and he has to go to the psychiatrist. He has he panic attacks. You blame him on his mom. Maybe really Tony wasn't set up for this. Maybe that's what makes you the badass. Maybe the kid is the right. The kid played the kid, and he did play it very similar to AJ. I, I think that's. I think that's on purpose, and I hope that. I hope what I said about the the storylines and not dedicating enough makes it. I'm wrong, and they have already the next episode re- waiting to come out. I'm telling you, dude. I, I can't. Oh shit! Why is that happening? Oh, that's me. Oh, sorry. Um, what the fuck was it? When I'm in the door, a fucking podcast. Your fucking phone is going off. I'm listening to fucking music. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, tell whoever the fuck that is. Paulie and Christopher are gonna be over the fucking house. It's fucking gabagooch. Um, yeah, man. Listen, I don't want to lie and say that this movie was great when it wasn't. Um, and again, I always say part of the test is. Can you watch it again? Would you watch it when you bust in your house with your favorite sandwich or food, whatever it is, and you fucking plop down in front of the the TV on your sofa or your lazy chair and go, oh, shit, this is on. And even if it's eight minutes left, you watch because it's that movie. It ain't that to me. Okay. But I will forgive this if David Chase makes another one, but it's got to be the Empire of Strikes Back of mob movies. In other words, the first one, um, what was it called? A New Hope. I always thought A New Hope was okay, but Empire Strikes Back was the business. David Chase has got to give us the business. Okay, wait. I got one more thing for you that's in there that I, I had a note for and I forgot to tell you. There's always clues. David Chase, Sopranos, uh, are, there's always clues. There, there's a scene that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes sense that the scene's in there, but the language doesn't make any sense. 
And uh, this is the this is the setup. It's when uh, Tony's going to go over and he's looking for Dicky, right? And the guy has furniture, and he says, "I told you I have furniture." He goes, "What do you got?" He goes, "I have, I have dine, a dining dining sets, dinette sets, and, and TV stands and, and TV trays." He goes, "That's what? That's it? Dinettes, the, the dinette sets, and TV stands?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, unload it." That's what this. That's what this show was. It's the base. The dinette sets, and it's not all sexy. It's not all they could have. He could have. They made a point to say that. Why? It could have been anything in the club. You never saw him unloaded. You never saw anything important about it. There's no real reason to have said that it's bullshit stuff that they're unloading that they're going to sell. Why? Why make the point that this is just this basic stuff that we're unloading right now? Unless they're saying this is the basic stuff. It's not all sexy. We're unloading this right now. And then this gets you to the next part because that, that is the only thing that made that, that little scene, that little nugget right there is the only thing that makes sense to me why they would leave that in. Why, why in this two hour movie do you have the guy, the guy and he's, he's listed the cowboy hat guy. And he's saying, it's, that's it. That's all you got. That's it. What is the purpose of that? TV trays. Hmm. Yeah. That just might be him telling you what this is. It's not sexy. It's not furs. It's not diamonds. It's not TVs. Some bullshit here. You make money off of. This is this is not this is the storyline that we had to set up so that we can so that we can do our business. It could right. just be it could be a weird I I they I, they like to call them Easter eggs, but this isn't really an Easter egg. But I think this—I think this is kind of the. Uh, to me, that's kind of saying what this was. What this was. <clears throat> Fuck Easter eggs! I'd rather have fucking Italian peppers and sausages buried <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> fucking Easter eggs! Who eats fucking Easter eggs? Uh, okay. Um, well, there it is. Um, Oh well, okay. So, but you got to give it. You got to give it the 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 one to ten. What do you give it? Well, we, we normally the measuring stick is on a scale of one to Sopranos. Yeah. But since this is the Sopranos, one to ten. What do you give it? Yeah, it's a four, and I'm, I'm really stretching to get to the four. Like, like <laughs> if it's if it's a play at home, it's really close. Like it's 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 in review. It's going to be a four, but it could be a better movie if there's a sequel to this and it takes it to the next level. Then it, and it makes sense. Then then you know you can you can chalk it up to that. But I, I'm giving it a four by a, a like a, a call at the plate that should be reviewed. I initially, because it was what it was, wanted to give it a five and a half. But then it was one of those things where, you know, when something happened that, that pisses you off, you get pissed off initially. But then when you think you've calmed down and you realize what it was that bothered you, it makes you angrier. <laughs> now that I've had time to think about this. Yeah, I say a three. I'm telling you, this has to be ranked up there with The Irishman as one of the worst mob movies 
ever. I think I like the Irishman more than this. And I hated the Irishman. I like how the Irishman was filmed. The acting was great. I thought they did a good job in this. As far as the acting goes, it was filmed okay, but the storyline doesn't gel. They don't, it doesn't fit. So that's my problem with this movie. Uh, I'm being very nice. How could David Chase do this and no one say to him, hey man, something don't feel right. And coming from a genius like that. We don't know what is in place. I really believe that this is the the fucking uh, this this is the uh, TV trays, and we're gonna get the real thing here in the next the next installment. Well, that would be the only way to really put some serious shine on his genius, because it would be like, okay, we all got rope doped, like we we all went what the fuck, only to be caught with the haymaker. No, I, I think it's there. I think that there's, I, I mean, we, we know who Dickie is. We know how Tony, where Tony gets his influence from now. We understand Tony. We understand Tony's youthfulness. We don't see him becoming, and we don't see him becoming Tony. We still see him as Anthony. We see the mom, the mom again, Brilliant. Her, her, what she does in this, it, it, uh, me talking is only as there's something else coming up. With uh, her in place and her raising Tony now, like going to raise Tony in this with whatever happens next. Uh, and we don't know how the father reacts. We don't know what where this beat down where dad was beat down by his mom. Right, right. I think that there's a lot to be unpacked in this next uh, in, in the next one. If they if there is a next one, and it only makes sense to do another one because this was nothing more than an origin story. This doesn't give us what we... And it wasn't a great one at that. No, well, no. But, I mean, I mean, him killing his his dad, Dickie killing his dad, and then killing his Gumar, that is... Uh, I mean, that was pretty intense. I just don't... It doesn't all come together yet. So I'm hoping, and I, and I really want there to be some this next point. Hey, let me ask you one question. And this is, you know, be honest with me. Like we know for the movie's sake, they got to play it that way. Otherwise there would be no reason to invest in the moment. Cause you, you know, but the scene where they drilled that nigga's teeth out and they, you've seen this in a lot of mob movies where it's like, tell us what we want to know or else. And of course the character goes, I ain't telling you shit. And then after he tastes or else he eventually gives it up. If it was you and you saw the drill and they're going, to, we're going to put this drill in your mouth and drill your teeth out. Do you actually have to have that done before you start squealing? No, I don't think they were going to believe him anyway at first because they barely believed him when he was, when his teeth were all fucked up, his right. mouth's all fucked up. But I, it, it, you know, I, I've never been in this situation, but in my mind, I'm always thinking I do something so that they kill me. Because I'd rather be killed than be uh, tortured. But the, the thought is, if you tell them what they want to know, they don't need to torture you. Yeah, but they ain't gonna. They, then they then they're gonna kill you. But if you don't oh, want to give up any information, just try to kill, get killed. Because I I just don't see how they're not gonna kill you. They're gonna kill you, nigga. The minute I hear, <laughs> hey, pull up a chair. Let me talk to y'all. Let me tell you what happened. Dude, I'm some spilling of the, the whole goddamn beans, nigga. 
Dude, some of the uh, the worst death by you know uh, was is in Oz. They fucking kill people in Oz in in the most horrific ways. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'm I don't know what I would do in a torture situation. Uh, I you know what I saw and, and not that uh, I don't want to go too far off here, but I I did watch it again because it was on TV and this is it again. And I like that you said it was a three because would I would I watch this on TV if it came up while I was just sitting here? I wouldn't. But uh, the accountant came on, Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. This scene where uh, the other accountant, the guy, I forgot his name. The he's the one that plays Dicky Montesante. Yeah. Which? Yeah. Guy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not Dicky. He, he plays. He plays. He plays the other. He guy. plays the other accountant. No, no. Oh yeah. No, no. The uh, okay. The when guy they, that plays Dickley Maltesanti in this plays the other ac- accountant opposite Ben Affleck. Dickey. Oh, he does? No, not Dickey. I'm sorry. Uh, Johnny Soprano. Yeah, Johnny Soprano. He's the one who plays yes. his, his brother. Yes. Not the, yeah, the other is his brother. But the scene where the other accountant in jail, which I forgot that guy's name, when they nail him to the chair, they, right. na- they actually set, put the nails in his hands and his, so he can't right. move, so they can, they can burn him. In, that... That would be my, now you can't even do it. You can't do anything to get killed. Now you just right. got to stay there and just take the fucking suffering. That to me, right. that, that, and that's what you, that when you said it again, that's what's missing from this movie. It, it, it was, it was a very emotional movie. Like everybody led with emotion. He killed his dad. He killed his girlfriend. Everything's emotional. We, we, the only, the only people, the, the, the storyline with the black guys is the only thing that's happening that's business so far. Right. All right. So, yes, I'm a four. I gave it a four. You gave it a three. We're hoping for something for uh, we're hoping for the next one. But otherwise, if they leave it like this, it's a big loss to the franchise. This this felt like uh, the Sopranos was my child who I thought was going to be a lawyer and ended up being a serial killer. And I'm in the back of the court watching him be sentenced to life in jail. And I'm crying. My child, I didn't know it was going to turn out to be this way. Failure. Ah. You know, don't. My child failed me, man. Don't forget a lot of these people, like you got the uh, Elon Musk. Uh, what's what's the dude uh, uh, from, uh, I can't even remember, Windows guy. Uh, richest guy in the world after Facebook dude, not in the world, but one of the richest guys. Mark anyway. Zuckerberg. Well, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill is Gates, one. Bill Gates, uh, the other dude, Amazon guy. These guys were all geeks. They were all they didn't achieve. They weren't people. And when they were young, it took this uh, forces of nature to make them the people that they became. And that's what that's what we were, we're hoping for uh, young Anthony Soprano to become this badass. Man, I mean, I'm trying to get into college. I could get caught doing shit like this. All right. All right, y'all. Folks, coming up right now, this is Gabrielito. Gabrielito 3K. Instagram at, I can't, I don't know if I'm saying the name right, so fuck it, I'll just spell it. At G-A-B-R-I-E-L-I-T-O 3, the number 3, and then K. YouTube, same thing. G-A-B-R-I-E-L-I-T-O 3. Oh, goddamn. Three, the number K. Um, check out Gabrielito 3K on SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, and I don't know what the name of the song is. 
uh, because motherfuckers don't follow directions. But Steve's going to play it. Hopefully, if you enjoy it, you can hit him up and tell him follow fucking directions. Go ahead, Andy. You did, remember how good last week's was? With yes. the directions, everything. Yes. Professional. Are you guys listening to this? Put it yeah. together the right way. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We're at, uh, this week, we're at Levity from Friday through uh, Sunday. We'll be at Levity Live. Uh, Aries is going to be in Tampa Improv the 15th through the 16th. Two shows each night. Uh, I will be, uh, before that, I'll be in Tempe Improv on the 13th, uh, doing my, uh, working on my hour that I'm going to record and also donated the money to my son's school that he graduated from, uh, high school called Gateway Academy. So all money will go to that. And if you, uh, want to look it up, uh, if you look me up on Instagram, you can donate even if you can't go, which will help out, uh, kids on the autism spectrum. Uh, they go to that school. Um, the 22nd to the 24th, we're going to be at West Palm Improv. Um, and then uh, the 29th to the 30th, we are in Orlando Improv. And we'll follow that up at the beginning of November. We're going to be where we've want, been wanting to go for a while again uh, because California has was closed for so long. We finally get to go back to Ontario the 4th to the 7th. And we've been looking forward to that one for a while. What is this Wednesday? What's the date? This Wednesday is this Wednesday. God damn. Wednesday is the 29th. 29th. All right. Is that right? Wait, are is we it? in it? No, we're in October already. Yeah. We still yeah. What is it? The sixth. Okay. Shit, I'm 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 losing my mind here. Yeah, the sixth. You've been you've been done that. You've been done that. Yeah, I know I did that a long time ago. All right, uh, we got to run into this next one, right? Do you gotta? Do you want to? Yeah, hold up, and, and as always, uh, Spearsburg Pod for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, and Patreon. Guys, please, 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 uh, add on to that shit uh, and get some of these goddamn comedy T-shirts, man. Uh, <laughs> is that it for us? We're good. Uh, I think we're good. Yeah. Feel like I had to take off that leash Cause I am nobody's pet 
and nobody's a threat but myself to myself I had to spend a lot of time by myself to find the whistles and bells just know I'm wishing you well if you slipped and fell if you're in prison cell this is my coin toss into the wishing well I know I had to spend a lot of time on my own I know I made a lot of mistakes for which I had to watch on I know a lot of times I was Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Klein-Schmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com.